your natural lifestyle and holistic health program here on WVIP, where we're heard on the World Wide Web. At WVIPFM.com, we continue to invite you to invite your neighbors, your associates, your relatives, everybody to be a part of our experience by having tuned in to us on the World Wide Web. WVIPFM, uh, ladies and gentlemen. At this time, I want to introduce uh, a young man who I find to be very impressive in his demeanor, his deportment, and of course, in his interchanges about his profession, his brand new profession. Ladies and gentlemen, here is a Bronx native who attended Fordham Preparatory School and then later New York University at NYU where he majored in anthropology with minors in biology and chemistry. He obtained his Doctor of Dental Surgery degree from Meharry Medical College in Nashville, Tennessee. He completed his residency at Montefiore Medical Center in the Bronx. He is a young man who is interested in the field of dental sleep medicine, as well as the treatment of temporomandibular disorders, TMD. He rescued an American building named Adel, a bulldog rather, named Adel. Is it Addy or Adel? Addy. While in Nashville and currently resides in Westchester. Hey, it's interesting. In his spare time, he likes to travel to collect stamp. Wow. Anybody still collecting stamp? <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, he likes to collect stamps in his passport. Wow. So you love travel bad, bad, bad. Uh, so, uh, ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, we want to introduce to you this young African-American dentist. His name is Dr. Paul Williams. Dr. Williams, welcome thank, to Health is Here. Thank you, thank you, thank yes. you so much. I really appreciate you having me on this program this morning. I, I, I don't know if, if I should give um, my, my current dentist a plug. But well, my, my current dentist, her name is Williams too. Oh, I, don't, oh. I don't know if you ever heard about Dr. Donna. Williams. No, but I like her already. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I understand that that's a thing amongst you, Williams. Uh, yeah. Ali Williams claim that you're all family. Right? I mean, you know Jamaica is such a small island. If you know Williams, we're probably related. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, but um, yeah, Dr. Paul, I'm happy to have you uh, this morning. Mm -hmm. And in fact, you know something? Just this week I had a little discussion with a young man about uh, taking care of teeth. And I was explaining to him that our teeth is one of the reflex system in our body community and that indeed our teeth are very 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 closely connected to our lymphatic system uh, so when it comes to the coronavirus situation there are a lot of people who might not see the relevance of teeth functioning but indeed right i mean that's absolutely correct mm. one of the ways i try to have patients recognize the importance of teeth is you have to think of each tooth as a tiny organ, right? Mm -hmm. Because each tooth has its own nerve supply, has its own blood supply. So it's like a little appendix, it's like a little heart. And mm -hmm. if one of them gets sick, mm -hmm. that can easily enter your bloodstream. And so unfortunately too often people take cavities as being not important or not serious. You see a broken tooth like, oh, it's no big deal. But that's an infection. That's a little cancer growing in the tooth. Mm. And you'd be surprised in the blink of an eye, I had a patient say, yeah, I broke a tooth yesterday. And then now they come to me and their face is swollen. 
And so dental infections are, are very easy and susceptible to entering to the bloodstream, traveling to your body. And so in times like this, you do not want to take any risk whatsoever. You want to always make sure that you take care of your body first, because you take care of your body, it builds the immune system mm -hmm. to help you fight the possible coronavirus. In, indeed, indeed. Uh, now, uh, of course, you know, we talk about children, and when it comes to cavity, children are usually uh, the first, <laughs> the first cavity bearers. Uh, now, let's, let's talk about, because uh, one of the things we discussed is that uh, when we grew up, unfortunately, we did not have parents who were able to guide us. Uh, with respect to taking care of our teeth. And uh, many of us have discovered the hard way about the importance of taking care of teeth. And you know something, uh, Dr. Williams, one of the things I did as a kid, you know, I, I remember, I'm trying to remember at what point in time I learned that I should brush the inside of my teeth. Mm. Uh, for quite a while growing up, you know, you know, I just used to brush the, the outside of my teeth. Yeah. Yes, that's, uh, just, that's just the outside. Because nobody uh, took us as children and taught us this is how you brush your teeth. How important is that? Well, so it's incredibly important. So one thing, I am a big advocate for preventative dentistry, right? So what I tell is anytime I, I meet a mother that's expecting, first thing I tell her is you need to come to the dentist more often. And so while she's... You mean while she's expecting? While she's expecting. Mm. Uh, because at the end of the day, uh, especially since we can't really take x-rays to see if there's anything brewing, we try to have uh, expecting mothers come every three months so that way we can make sure you're nice and clean and keep the gums healthy. Because there is something called pregnancy-induced gingivitis. Mm. So while she's pregnant, you got to think about it. All the antibodies, all the soldiers in her body are going to protect this fetus. Mm -hmm. So they're leaving the mouth and going towards the, the ovary to protect the developing embryo. So it makes her more susceptible to gum disease. So especially since while we're, they're expecting, it's difficult for us to do any major work. Uh, using anesthesia with epinephrine, we want to try to prevent any of that from happening. Mm -hmm. Now, once the baby is born, the rule of thumb that I go by is by the baby's first birthday or first tooth, have them go to the dentist. Mm -hmm. Have them go to the pediatric dentist. Because, again, a lot of first-time mothers aren't aware of how to properly take care of their baby's teeth, that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. So the rule of thumb is once your baby turns one or once you see the baby's first tooth, you bring them to the dentist. Mm -hmm. And what's the, what will the dentist do at, at, that, at that point? Is Education. That... At the yeah. end of the day, the more you know, mm -hmm. the better you can prepare, right? Mm -hmm. So for instance, you didn't know about brushing the back of the teeth, but I bet you if your mom knew at an early age, by mm -hmm. the time you became of age, you knew too. Mm -hmm. And so it's a situation where we talk about like how you still have to clean the gums. You know, mm -hmm. you take a warm wash. You mean, you mean even the baby's gums? Baby's gums, yeah. Mm -hmm. And because it does two things. It makes sure it gets any food particles out. But more importantly, it gets the baby used to somebody working in their mouth. Mm -hmm. So now it's once more teeth. So, so what are you doing? Preparing the baby for uh, dentistry? <laughs> no, but, but up until the baby's three, four, you're brushing the baby's teeth. And mm -hmm. so now if the baby hasn't, it's, okay. been three, it's been two, three years and you've never brushed the baby baby's teeth yourself and the mm. baby's not used to it, what are they going to do? They're going to fidget and move around. Mm -hmm. Right? So if they're accustomed to you twice a day going in, now once the baby's older, they're used to, well, this is brush time. Mm -hmm. and you sit down and get them brushed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Other things that we go over are something called it's baby bottle tooth decay. Mm -hmm. A lot of times what mom, uh, new moms will do is they'll put a bottle of milk in in the crib with the baby and let them go to sleep with it. Mm -hmm. I can't tell you how bad, 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 bad. Bad, bad business. I water. Mean. You give them water. Mm -hmm. Or even something as simple as 
um, keeping the child in the bottle too long. Mm -hmm. So there's a lot of things we talk to early mothers about to help mm -hmm. them prevent before they get the, the kids get to age. Say a few words about keeping them in the bottle too long because that's a very important topic. It's not something that um, I think most mothers are, most uh, women, are mothers are, are aware of. Yes, yeah, so uh, mm. the keeping the child in the bottle for too long actually causes uh, skeletal, um, skeletal deformations in the mouth mm. uh, because what has the teeth develop and grow, they start to take the form of the bottle shape. If the child mm. is on a bottle 24-7 all day, every day for years, it actually, that's when they develop something called an open bite. Mm. So and then, and what, what, you know, how do you compare that with being on the breast? Um, so right now, as it stands, uh, most mothers tend to wean off the breast earlier than they do bottles. Too, too early. Uh, that part I don't know whether mm. it's too early or not. I just know that mm. it, it's more mothers tend to wean off the breast because a lot of times it's painful for, mm. for them and it's not as accessible as a bottle is. So children tend not to be on, a, on the breast as long as there are bottles. Mm. I sometimes see four or five-year-olds still on bottles and that just doesn't make any sense. Mm -hmm. uh, you want to... As quickly as you can, transition them from a bottle to sippy cup, mm. then sippy, sippy cup to mm -hmm. regular cup. I said they should be off bottles by nine months. That's that's me. <laughs> I mean, that I don't, I can't, I can't attest to. I can only yeah. speak to what I know. Mm -hmm. So you're saying, um, obviously, bottles are damaging the baby's teeth. Correct. Yes. So and that, not, not just the teeth, uh, then um, this, this skeletal structure of the mouth as well. Correct. Mm -hmm. Because as they form and develop, uh, unfortunately, they start to grow into the shape. It's just like mm. whenever you see people that suck their thumbs, mm -hmm. how they always have that little open bite from mm. the shape of the thumb. Mm. It starts from the bottle age. Mm. And then now, once you get to the kids are older, they're five, six, seven. Now they're supposed to be brushing on their own. There's actually great tools for parents, right? Mm. One of my favorite things I like to tell moms and dads about is this toothpaste called Plaque HD, mm -hmm. right? You could find it in at a dentist's office. You can find it on Amazon. And what it does is it's a toothpaste with a little dye in it. And this dye specifically attaches to the food. Mm. So you give it to your child and you brush it and you tell them to brush their teeth. And if they see any of this blue dye, they got to go back and brush those areas. Wow. Yeah. So it's like a training. A tra That's it. Like a That's it. So if you, if you had it when you were younger, you would have seen all this blue on this inside mm. and be like, mommy, what's this? And then you go back in there and you, you, you take care of that mm. area. So it allows them to see the proper areas because especially mm. most people tend to brush wrong. You know, mm. they want to brush the top parts of their teeth. But you have to brush in a circular motion so you catch the gum line, too. Mm -hmm. Can't even tell you. I've seen full-grown adults that still don't brush well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, yeah, yeah, you have told me, in, in fact, we had a little discussion about the water pick. Uh, you know, I, I, I now discovered that I have actually have two water picks. I've never used <laughs> any of them. And our good friend over there also told me that he has, <laughs> has one too, and he hasn't used this either. Yeah. And you're telling me that that's one of the greatest things that anybody could ever use when it comes to taking care of their teeth. I mean, I tell you, I talk about the water pick so much, you think I'm sponsored by them. Yeah. But I love it. Uh, and to be fair, I, I never, I didn't have it my whole life. I really only discovered the water pick maybe like three, four years ago. Mm -hmm. And so, especially someone like me, you know, I have all 32 of my teeth. Use my wisdom teeth. And mm -hmm. anybody tell you wisdom teeth are notoriously difficult to clean. And plus, my hands aren't the smallest hands in the world. Mm -hmm. So trying to use traditional floss and getting in there, what would happen? You know, sometimes I try to floss it and the floss rips, then I got to floss up. So the you're floss. saying that a water pick will actually substitute for the floss? 
So best way to think about it is the water pick is about 98% as efficient as floss. Well, but guess what? It's 100%. That's not bad. It's not, but it's also 100% more efficient of the floss that you're not using. Yeah. So if you're not even flossing at all, but you use a water pick, that's still better than you not doing anything. Yeah, that's great. And so that's yeah. the problem a lot of people tend to run into is that either the, the flossing for them feel, they feels like it take too much time or it keeps ripping, and so they just don't do it. Mm -hmm. And so one thing I find with a water pick is, it went, is I use my water pick twice a day. I feel weird when I don't use my yeah. water pick. Listen, taking care of your mouth takes a lot of time. It does. Yeah. <laughs> That's basically what it is, I think. I think uh, a lot of people do, do not want to invest uh, that amount of time. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, our special guest in health is here this morning is Dr. Paul Williams. And he's a really young dentist. When? Yeah. I wish we could send his picture to the audience. <laughs> <laughs> he is a baby that. dentist, ladies and gentlemen. And uh, that's one of the things that's so impressive about him. And, of course, uh, he emphasizes prevention. And, uh, uh, Doc, before you leave here this morning, you have to tell our audience how to get in touch with you. In fact, I'll ask you to do that right now so at least we can give them a preliminary introduction to getting in touch with you. And then later on, before we wrap things up, you can give them another insight. Just tell our audience how to get in touch with you. So right now, especially with uh, this pandemic, the best way to reach uh, any dentist, especially myself, is if you go to paulwilliamsdds.com, what I've decided to set up for this time is uh, allowing to do virtual consultations with a lot of people, online consultations. Mm -hmm. um, because right now the state of dentistry and the medicine in, in the United States, and especially New York, is we're treating emergencies right now. Mm -hmm. We're treating the people that, you know, they're in desperate pain, they have dental infection. We're trying to take care of them before they end up in emergency room. Mm -hmm. But you know, if you have something simple, like, you know, you cut your gum on something, and you like a little area is just a little irritated, mm -hmm. I have it set up on Paul Williams DDS com where you could just send me photos right through the website or we could schedule an online consultation where we could have a virtual face-to-face -face so I could try to help people in need mm -hmm. um, and if you prefer a phone call my phone number is 646-961-3485 mm -hmm. and so I try to make myself a, a available and accessible to answer any of and any and every questions like case in point this past Wednesday I had somebody call me talking about like he, he was having dry mouth for the last few days and he was concerned and worried that it was coronavirus related and i had to assure him that it's okay it's not related to that so i gave him some simple tools and things that he could buy himself to help keep his mouth lubricated so i, I believe in dental education and dental prevention so no question is too small mm -hmm. absolutely absolutely and uh you know a lot when it comes to taking care of teeth there are a lot of people who are traumatized by the word dentist mm -hmm. um you know how do you deal with those people so because, it's, uh, you know there's uh, somebody like that in my life so it's something that's called white coat syndrome, right? Or, you know, a lot of times, especially being from Jamaica, is you got, you got some stories. I hear stories all the time. So first thing I try to reassure uh, patients is that things have changed. Dentistry is one of the fastest evolving uh, health professions. We do stuff today that are brand new and different than stuff we did five years ago drastically different from stuff we did 10, 15 years ago. And the first thing, I, I, anytime a patient talks to me about having kind of any fear and anxiety. I, f I try to get to the bottom of that, what's going on. So it might be needle related, it might be related to like a root canal they had one time. And so I, I believe in explaining everything, you know, um, take a talking to you before I do what I'm gonna do, show you how I plan to do it and then doing it. 
And so a lot of times, especially for adults, it's the fear of the unknown. You know, mm -hmm. I hear stories all the time about how patients sit down, they don't even know why they're there that day, then all of a sudden they're getting a shot, and then next you know it's drilling, they don't fully understand. Mm -hmm. And so I, I, I try to paint a picture, I try to show you and explain what I'm about to do. So like, for instance, look, I use a lot of analogies to the point where sometimes my patients laugh at me, it's like, yeah, the analogy for everything. But I, I'm a visual person, and so I feel like if I explain it visually, it lets people understand it more. Mm -hmm. So the common one that I use is whenever I'm doing a crown, I tell people it's like giving the tooth a haircut. Mm. You know, I take a little bit off the top, a little bit off the sides, and that's what I'm pretty much doing. Because a lot of times you, you, you people hear a crown or caps, like, so you, you're going to take out my tooth? No, 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 no. You're still going to have your tooth. I'm just going to take a little bit off. Um, so things like that, and I, I find that it, it helps out quite a bit, is just being able to let people visualize. Mm -hmm. what, what the experience you're about to have. Yes. Uh, now, uh, in terms of... Uh, addressing let's go back to the cavity which i think it's perhaps the beginning of most uh, uh oral disasters mm -hmm. um, you know so you're saying that you have all 32 of your teeth yes, everything, yeah. everything is in place and um basically you didn't say that they're in a perfect condition i did not <laughs> okay okay so have you ever had cavities so uh mm -hmm. I, there's there's stages of cavities right mm -hmm. and so there's the early stage of a cavity called incipient decay. So that's when you start to notice like little brown spots or little brown lines. Mm -hmm. And so even something like that, there is preventive med uh, measures. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, so I'm, a, I'm a dentist that I also advocate for sealants. Mm -hmm. And so sealants are a little protective coating that you put on teeth that help to prevent a cavity from getting any worse. Because mm -hmm. at the end of the day, the analogy I like to use is, Cavities are like uh, bacteria, like termites, and the cavities like when the termite eats away at the wood. You can mm. get rid of the termites, but that doesn't mean the wood's better now, mm -hmm. right? Mm. But a sealant is like if you take a little lacquer and then you covered up those holes mm. to pretty much. To look, but it has to be small holes though. You mm. can't if you have a big old hole in your wall, mm. you can't put a little lacquer and be like, <laughs> okay, it's good now. But you know, if you have tiny little spots. Mm. And so I, I'm 34 years old and I still get sealants. And sealants is one of those things where okay. dent dentists only usually give it to kids. So that's, that's the question I was about to ask you. So, you know, once you have those little um, nicks and you do your sealant, uh, is sealant it's something you have to repeat once you have those little nicks? So yes yeah. and no, right? Mm -hmm. So it really depends on the person's bite, right? Mm -hmm. So I have some sealants in my mouth that have been there since I was about 16 years old, mm -hmm. and that's because some part, um, some parts of my wisdom teeth, it doesn't really... So it doesn't get brushed away or anything like that? No, no, mm -hmm. it gets grinded away from how you eat. Oh, well, okay. So mm -hmm. it really depends on eating method, but on average, you replace them every three years. Mm -hmm. And so when I see something, I, I use the, the catch technique to, dis, uh, to detect cavities, and so you see the dentist when they like, they take the little silver instrument and they poke in certain areas. Mm -hmm. The reason why we do that is to check to see if the area is soft or hard. Mm -hmm. So if I see a little brown spot and it's, and it's soft, that means there's active bacteria there doing damage mm -hmm. and you need a filling. There's mm -hmm. no choice there. But if I see a little brown spot and it's hard, that means it's either rested or just starting. So if mm -hmm. I put a little sealant on that, mm -hmm. it protects that area, kills any possible bacteria that's there, but more importantly, it also causes a physical barrier. Mm -hmm. And so well, yeah, and now, uh, just in terms of prevention, clearly there has to be nutrition for the teeth, mm -hmm. uh, for gums, for teeth, for the for oral cavity in general. Uh, is that is that something that you spend a lot of time dealing with? Yeah, so um, being a dentist, you're a lot of things. You're, mm -hmm. You you got to be the psychologist, you got to be the dietitian, uh, the nutritionist, and so 
diet plays a huge huge role in it because mm. i'll have patients come in with series of cavities and they're like but i don't eat any candy uh, but that's just not it there's sugar in everything that you eat right mm. so especially with everybody home snacking right now rice has sugar talk to any diabetic when somebody becomes diabetic they realize all the stuff they can't eat and why mm. because of the sugar in it mm. and so sugar is your your enemy in terms of um in terms of cavities and so cutting out things like pasta, rice, that sort of thing, things to help promote so, growth. So, so let me ask you, is, is it about cutting them out of your diet or is it more brushing after you've had a meal? Both. Both. Okay. But because at the end of the day, you, you tell a smoker to stop smoking, they're not going to stop. Mm. And so at the end of the day, if you can cut down significantly, so for instance, I've switched from rice to quinoa um to some types of couscous or even something as simple as brown rice something less starchy mm -hmm. but at the end of the day you mean moving from white rice to brown rice correct mm -hmm. because at the end of the day as a, as a jamaican it's hard to just give up rice mm -hmm. and so the time that you can't <laughs> you laugh but it's, you know, it's <laughs> so it's it's one of those things where um if it, if it's possible especially with people being home all day and snacking all day i try to brush and floss after every meal if you mm -hmm. can um, but alter your diet, even if it means, if you used to eat rice every, because my family would cook rice and peas every single day, seven days a week, <clears throat> every day. Wow. You really? do not have a dinner without I, rice. I don't know if you're lucky. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'd, I'd probably get tired of it. I, I did. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, when you're younger, you know what they do? They beat you if you don't eat it. So, yeah. So, oh, that's not good. I mean, you know, such is life. But My mother said you never ever force anybody to eat. Yeah. Oh, Which is work. why I'm the biggest eater in the world. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it's work. Yeah. But yeah, why, yeah, especially while people are home, is now's the time to like, even if it's one day a week, to cut out some things out of your mm -hmm. diet. But more importantly, brush and floss regularly. Mm -hmm. I, the, another analogy that I like to use. Yeah, but, but I want to stay a little bit with the brushing because, uh, you know, I really, um, you know, w one of my things is that I think, I've always asked this question, Dr. Williams. I, want, I, I don't know if you have thought about it. My thing is I observe the animals all the time, the horses, the cows, the goats, and all this kind of stuff. And I've never really seen them do they have a dentist for goats and uh, no <laughs> no but yeah, these so, animals have their own oral hygiene too yeah so so that's what i'm talking about how, how is it they're able to maintain their their teeth for your life without going to a dentist um it, it doesn't it suggest to you that um, human beings are doing something wrong and in fact i suggest i feel that cooked food is one of our great enemies either that or we aren't um chewing enough raw vegetables I think, uh, especially chlorophyll, I, I have a strong feeling that chewing chlorophyll um, heavy, mm. uh, you know, the stuff with chlorophyll uh, would help our gums and our teeth and um, uh, would also help to prevent some of the diseases, the gum diseases that, um, that we, are, we, we tend to have all the time. Uh, what's your opinion on that? Well, so I mean to kind of go back to the animal situation is at the end of the day, it's roughage, roughage, roughage. right? Yeah. Basically mm -hmm. what you're saying. And even to this day, I forget the name of the tribe, but there's a particular tribe uh, in one country in Africa where history of immaculate teeth. And everyone tries to understand why, and it's a particular twig they chew on. They don't have dentists in this mm -hmm. area. No one's going to get these cleanings every four or five days. But it's a particular a twig that they chew on, which prevents the, provides the roughage and the vitamins and nutrients mm -hmm. to help keep the tooth nice, the teeth nice mm -hmm. and healthy. Mm -hmm. And so cooked food does play into it. Um, because once you cook food, you know, it's not mm -hmm. as rough and it's not as uh, fibrous. 
as it is not to mention you do lose a lot of nutrients from vegetables when mm. you do cook them from time to time mm. in addition to that sometimes what we end up doing is we add starches to it because the star starches aren't just naturally found no one goes to um, a wheat field and just starts chewing on the wheat right mm -hmm. Um, and so a lot of things we do do contribute to it or adding the butter adding sugar. So mm -hmm. yes uh, I could I could advocate towards raw food helping with mm -hmm. uh, oral nutrition because at the end of the day a lot of times what causes cavities is when those soft foods get caught in between the gums and get stuck there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, so you know, so so therefore, if if we do, uh, you know, in terms of prevention, uh, tell us a little bit more about some of the minerals and the vitamins that people should be including in their diet to protect their teeth. So at the end of the day, you want to do uh, inflammation is your your big enemy, and it's mm. it's for many things. Mm. Uh, and so things that help to prevent inflammation, reduce inflammation, are your friends. So that's your garlic, mm -hmm. um, anything with the vitamin D. You want vitamin C to make sure it builds your immune system. Calcium. Calcium at an early age is still important for bone development and tooth growth. Mm -hmm. um, even at later ages, is um, as people start to develop osteoporosis, uh, it helps to kind of refortify certain areas. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times too, it's even situations. It's, it's a lot. It's a habitual. So mm -hmm. things like smoking are counterintuitive. Um, is smoking. It, takes away a lot when, of... When you say counterintuitive, to, uh, explain that for, for, for my audience. So specifically meaning smoking, a lot of times people just affects your lungs, but it destroys your oral tissue. Absolutely mm. destroys it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's a two-part problem. First, it dries out your mouth and decreases salivary flow. So you want to eat all your mouth wants to stay lubricated. So all the other foods and vegetables that always keep the mouth moist is very good. But what smoking does is it dries out the mouth to decrease the saliva flow, meaning food will stick so much easier. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, it also uh, causes cells to lice in certain areas. Uh, and so it makes you more susceptible to bacterial infection. Mm -hmm. So 90% of smokers develop something called periodontal disease, which is progressive bone loss. Mm -hmm. And so that's something that sneaks up on you. I, I can't tell you how many times I've seen patients, not a single cavity, but I still have to take their tooth out because mm -hmm. they yeah, because as a bone, as a bone, uh, as they lose the bone in the, in, the, in, the, in the jaws and stuff, the teeth has no base. Correct. And yeah, so okay. it's yeah. basically, imagine a tree, a nice tall redwood, right? It's a mm -hmm. tall, strong tree. But what happens when the soil around that tree starts to erode? The tree starts to weaken, right? And teeth are the same way. So they could be as strong as they want, but if they don't have any support structure, they'll fall just like anything else. Mm-hmm. So it's it's one of those things where diet and nutrition are a huge factor in the uh, field of preventive dentistry uh, because what you eat plays into how well your teeth are taken care of. Mm -hmm. uh, 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 we're just about headed to the top of the hour um, and ladies and gentlemen, our special guest in health this year this morning is Dr. Paul Williams, young doctor, and I thought I'd uh, introduce him to our community this morning in Health is Here, and so I want to say a big thank you to him for joining us at this point. So this is what we're going to do, ladies and gentlemen. We're heading to the top of the hour. We're going to take a break, and when we come back in part two, he will join us and wrap uh, his presentation up uh, in Health is Here this morning, your natural lifestyle and holistic health program. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, I want to say a big thank you for joining us.
And, hmm, in the context of the circumstances that we are living in at this point in time, I must take a moment to say to you, do not panic. Take it easy. Take care of yourself. Obey the rules. And I'm pretty sure Dr. Williams will tell you all of that before he leaves. Do the hand washing thing. Do the distancing thing. Pay attention to the virus. You can't see it, but you hear about it every day. Imagine that it's floating around you in the atmosphere, just like dust. I, I'm pretty sure that people see how large dust particles are. Sometimes you can feel them. You understand me? So when people tell us that coronavirus is not in the air, ladies and gentlemen, do not believe it. You know, act as if it's an all-pervasive item. And that is why you're going to drink some tea and take some vitamins and do some things to flush out your pulmonary system on a daily basis uh, just to make sure the virus doesn't stick in your body. That's the key to it. And you are going to pay attention. 93.5 WVIP and WVIP HD1. New Rochelle, a Whitney Global Media Station. Hey, hey, hey. My dad is bringing home the best birthday cake ever. It was my fifth birthday, and my dad was bringing home the cake. Should have been here a half hour ago. The cake never made it, and neither did my dad. That was the day a drunk driver killed my dad. Impaired drivers take lives. Think. Sponsored by the New York State Governor's Traffic Safety Committee. Aired in cooperation with the New York State Broadcasters Association. Injured in an accident? You should be fully compensated with a large money award for your pain and suffering, your lost wages, and your medical bills. I'm Brad Bernstein. For over 60 years, my legal team at Sparn Bernstein has been fighting for the highest money awards and has won over $200 million for our seriously injured clients. That's almost a quarter of a billion dollars. Whether a car construction accident, medical malpractice, a slip and fall, our team at Sparn Bernstein will fight aggressively to get you the highest money award possible. Call now, 1-800-859-0800. That's 1-800-859-0800. Call now. Spar and Bernstein Legal Team will help you get the compensation you deserve. 1-800-859-0800. 1-800-859-0800. Prior successful results do not guarantee a similar outcome in the future. This is Oxtail from New York City's Irie Jam Radio 93.5 WVIP. I'd just like to say to all of our first responders and essential workers, we thank you so much. As we continue to go into uncharted territory, thank you. You're well appreciated from our family to yours. There comes a time when we this is your truly DJ Roy. On behalf of the Ivory Jam family, taking time out to say thank you to all our loyal listeners during this hard and trying time. A big thank you to all those on the front line, first responders, the hospital workers, police officers, those working in the supermarkets, the pharmacies, taking time out to make sure that we are safe. But we have to do the right thing. Please stay at home. Wash your hands as much as you can. And if you have to go out, practice social distancing. And, of course, we can't forget the sponsors. New Species, Gregory Spectre and Associates, Supreme Power Home, and, of course, you, you our loyal listeners. Without you, it's not possible. 
please be safe and keep your radios locked to iReGen and 93.5 FM. New York's Caribbean Voice, 93.5 WVIP. Part two of Health is here on another beautiful Saturday morning in the tri-state community of the greater metropolitan area, greater New York metropolitan area, ladies and gentlemen. And as we come to you, we say, listeners, thank you for staying with us in Health is here this morning as we host a very special guest. He is a Bronx native. He is Dr. Paul Williams. And before we go back to Dr. Williams, ladies and gentlemen, I want to remind you that to accomplish the full enslavement of a human being, it's not about the shackles we put on his limbs or her limbs. No, ladies and gentlemen, it is what's happening to that person's mind. And so, ladies and gentlemen, people who enslave others in order to be successful with that task, they make sure that they have fully, fully enlisted your reason. And what this means, ladies and gentlemen, is that the person who is being enslaved has agreed that he or she needs to be a slave. And if you wonder why it's so difficult to liberate or to emancipate people from slavery, that's a great challenge. There are a lot of people who love slavery. They might not know why, but ladies and gentlemen, they do. Everything be alright. 
you know, ladies and gentlemen, there's a little product that a lot of people need at this time of year, especially in the coronavirus season. It's a product from Dr. Boots Herbals called Systemic Balance. And of course, uh, this is a product created to manage the water supply in the body community. Won't say much about it right now uh, because I'm not sure about the status of the opening of the stores where people uh, would get this product. But I'm going to offer you a telephone number. If you feel like you need some of this product, call telephone number 646-275-6945. Number again, 645. 646-275-6945. 646-275-6945. Six nine four five, and as well, ladies and gentlemen, there's also uh, one thing I want to add as well, uh, and it is this: uh, you know, people have been calling us to ask us about our opening hours at Vegans Light, about our service, and all that kind of stuff. And there are a lot of people who are. A little bit, uh, I don't want to use the word upset. Upset is probably too strong a word. They're saying, why aren't we opening? Uh, when are we going to open? Uh, some people were saying that they miss our service because every now and again I'd pass through the store to see what's going on in there, you know, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, well, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, believe me, we miss you too. <laughs> and uh, trust me, uh, to make a voluntary decision to close our store. Uh, it's, it's, it's not about, you know, uh, just want to deny, to deny our service because guess what? When we close our store, what it means is that we do not have revenue. Businesses need revenue. And many people who do not understand enterprise, entrepreneurship, and business uh, in the coronavirus series, um, in the coronavirus um, season, we are we are going to understand. You'll understand why, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, you'll hear what's happening to business. You see what's happening to unemployment. You see uh, the kind of things that happen in even your own personal life when you don't have income. Uh, that is basically what a financial economy is all about, ladies and gentlemen. But guess what? We have to make sacrifices for the welfare of, or for collective welfare. This is what this season is all about. And this is why I feel that we are going to learn very valuable lessons about human relationships in this time. And so, uh, at this point, I'm just saying to you, my audience, thank you for being here. Uh, but listen, all of us need each other. That's what makes everything viable, including even this radio station that I'm broadcasting on. Everybody's revenue affects even the functioning, even the service that uh, is being offered right now. So this, these are the kind of things that we're going through right now. And guess what? The big thing, uh, the big unknown is when is it going to be over? When is, going to, when, is it, when is it going to be safe to pull our shutters up again and to um, interact with with, with, um, with, with patrons as we did before. You know, this is the lessons of coronavirus. So having said all of that, ladies and gentlemen, 
Let me say that Dr. Paul Williams is a general dentist that emphasizes a preventive approach to keeping patients cavity-free. He is a source for trustworthy and timely health and dental news and information uh, because he knows better dental information means better oral health. That's his little motto, ladies and gentlemen. That's the rule he follows, and we're so happy to have this young man with us in Health is Here this morning. As I bring him back to the air, I'm going to ask Dr. Williams. Dr. Williams, please give out some contact information again, and then we're going to kind of wrap things up with some of the more detailed, big-time parts of uh, dentistry, because uh, I think in part one we dealt with some of the simpler things, like even the little cavity. Uh, but ladies and gentlemen, you know, we have to take that cavity serious because that's usually the beginning of problems. And of course, um, you just explained to me why smokers have problems with their teeth. I didn't know that, so I'm really happy for that information. I've never smoked, ladies and gentlemen, in my life. Uh, so I wouldn't understand those kind of challenges. But sometimes when I see people lose their entire, their every single teeth in their mouth, sometimes I wonder about these, and I'm pretty sure... Uh, there are things, many other things other than smoking that lead to stuff like that. And I'm pretty sure that Dr. Williams will explain many of them to us. Dr. Williams, welcome back to Health is Here. Thank you, thank you. And thank you. of course, once again, thanks for taking the time out, for accepting my invitation. Oh, thank you for uh, having me. Uh, to be here. Um, you know, obviously, um, you, you impressed me greatly. And um, I want to say a big thank you uh, to Wayne Chin for the introduction. <laughs> Long time friend. <laughs> yes, uh, yeah. So, uh, yes, uh, the last thing you spoke about was uh, the way smoking damages uh, the teeth. And of course, you know, um, let me say this, uh, Dr. Williams, I think for most people, uh, uh, you know, the trauma of dentistry Frightens people. They don't want to go near the dental chair at all. Mm -hmm. uh, but of course, you have said that things have changed so much in, in, in the years. I know doctors spend a lot of time uh, making sure that dental care is comfortable. Uh, but let me ask you this. Uh, even I know that a lot of anesthetics is used in, in dentistry. Mm -hmm. uh, in the aftermath, I've had you know, oral surgeries and, and when it's done, when it's over, I, I go like, damn, you meant, you mean my mouth went through all of that? Because after everything starts to wear off and you start to feel pain and suffering. Mm -hmm. uh, wow. You say, wow. Let me ask you, isn't that, isn't, isn't that trauma harmful to, <laughs> to, to any human being, to your psychology in any kind of way? Uh, you know, when, when you when when you realize that um, you know, fine, you were under anesthesia, but uh, those machines were doing a lot of damage in your mouth. Yeah, but you, <clears throat> sorry, mm -hmm. but I, I want people to start kind of thinking of dentistry more like uh, like a tiny surgery, right? So mm -hmm. remember, in the beginning program, I, I talked about each tooth is a little organ. Mm -hmm. So when I'm going in to clean out a cavity, I'm a surgery essentially performing a very tiny surgery. Mm -hmm. So now let's say you had an appendix issue with your appendix and the doctor took out the appendix. You're going to be sore afterwards, right? Mm -hmm. But now you're going to turn around and be like, oh man, I should have never had that appendix removed. No, that's not the case because at the end of the day, you had something harmful happening in your body mm -hmm. and it needed to be addressed. Any type of surgery, there's always complications. 
So the most comp common complication with um, a filling per se is you either have gum soreness from the area of the shot or maybe you have a little bit of sensitivity afterwards. Mm -hmm. But again, like I mentioned, each tooth has its own tiny little nerve and tiny little blood vessel. Mm -hmm. So every time we go in to clean out a cavity, it's like performing a small surgery, which is why I emphasize preventative dentistry, because if I could get to you before the cavity formed, then you'll we never, prevented that complication altogether. Never right? have to do it. That's, that's it. That's it. And that's the key. <laughs> that's a happy part of dentistry. That's I mean, that's a, that's why I, I'm like a, a broken record. I sometimes repeat the same thing every time I see a patient because I know people don't like shots and I know people don't like drilling. And so mm -hmm. if you so one of the sayings that I learned in dental school is Dentists are one of the only professions where we try to put ourselves out of business. You know, if if people did the things we say, the that's brush a, twice a day. That's a nice thing to say about dentistry. I mean, it's, it's, it's true. It's true because if, if if patients brush twice a day, floss twice a day, or after every meal, if they yeah. cut out the candies, the sweets, if they did everything, yeah. they probably wouldn't need us. But the problem is people don't. Yeah, you see what I'm talking about? And, and listen, you can tell them like, like 10 million times. A billion times. Yeah, you're still, they're still going to see their dentist. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's, it's one of those things that we, yeah. we'll never go out of style mm. because unfortunately, People yeah. never give up the sweets. Let me ask you some, something about um, a dental insurance because, uh, you know, uh, we live in a world where, man, uh, you know, sometimes I don't, I don't even understand the world that we live in. I, I wonder why is it that we, we live in a world where people don't have dental insurance, people don't have health care, so, so many kinds of things that um, some people, that there are a lot of people walking around the street today, mm -hmm. some basic thing that we'd expect them to have. Uh, how do people manage without those things? And, um, you know, are there any kind of systems in place to help people who are in those kind of circumstances? So, yeah, definitely, without a doubt. Um, so the first thing I would say is get to know your local dental school. Get to know your local general practice residency program. Mm -hmm. um, general practice residency programs are training programs that are usually affiliated with hospitals. There is also AEG pro AEGD programs, which are also residency programs. And so at these facilities, um, I, a lot of times people are fearful for going to people in training, but at the end of the day, those people in training have supervisors. You go to a dental office, you are at the whims of that particular dentist. Nobody's overseeing them. Mm -hmm. So your gamble in going to dental school is that you'd save a lot more money, mm -hmm. but at the same time, too, you're being worked on somebody that's being checked by either one or two supervisors. Mm -hmm. And so I'm the type of dentist where, yeah, I mean, I'd love patients to come to me. It's, it's one of those things where... Um, not everyone can be able to drive a Porsche, but if you need to get from point A to point B, you still need to go get that Honda or anything. And I drive a Honda myself, mm -hmm. you know? And so I understand that, especially me being in private dentistry, not everyone's able to get the work that I render, which is why I've even told patients about, you know, you can go get cheap implants from here and it's good quality implants, you mm -hmm. know? Because I'd rather you get the thing that you need um, and, and the price that you can afford versus you just saying, I can't do it. And a lot of times I try to tell patients that sometimes you might get a bill or a dental bill and it's like, say it's five, $6,000. But you know, sometimes things could be broken down. If there's 10 procedures on that bill, that doesn't mean you need to do all 10 today. Mm -hmm. But the wrong thing you want to do is you, do want, you don't want to you just avoid it. Don't do anything. Mm -hmm. Exactly, because mm -hmm. that ends up being more costly in the long run. So mm -hmm. I, I have patients be like, okay, well, 
you know, this feeling was two, two, three hundred dollars and I didn't have that right now. Okay, but that was two years ago. You know, if you put away two dollars a week, you get there eventually. Because mm -hmm. so what ends up happening is they don't do it. And then now what happens? They need a root canal. Mm -hmm. Root canal is 400% times more expensive. That's mm -hmm. thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. And then after the root canal, you need a crown. It's another thousands of dollars. Mm -hmm. So don't let small, prevention. simple problems. Exactly. Prevention is so key. much better. Because a filling is always cheaper than a root canal. is always cheaper than having a tooth taken out and then replaced mm -hmm. with an implant. So if you have a problem, address it earlier rather than later because it's going to be more cost efficient. Mm -hmm. But let's say it's too late and now you need all this big work. Don't take it, don't discount um, dental schools. Because at the end of the day, mm. I would not be here today if, if it, it wasn't for the people that entrusted me in dental school. And sometimes I still contact them today to see how they're doing because we build a rapport. There, it's, it's like, it's, it's the it's the first time, you know, you meet mm -hmm. new people and you're interacting with them. And I, I remember one time, right? Um, and it was in my first year in the clinic and I met this lovely young man. And we built such an excellent rapport that one day he came to me with this 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 plastic bag. I opened the plastic bag. There's a bunch of meat. He's like, yeah, I wanted to thank you so much. I butchered this cow and gave it his meat. And so I, I didn't have the heart to tell him I was vegetarian. So, <laughs> so, so, so it took the meat. So I took the meat. And I was like, thank you so much. You know, you don't have to get me anything because this is why I got into it. And so I gave it to my friends and they made little sliders. But... You know, at the end of the day, it's it's their trust in me mm. um, that allow me to be That's here love. today. Yeah. Exactly. And mm. so I don't want people to be fearful because it's the same situation. Is He couldn't afford to go to private practice. He came to dental school. I got him the work that he needed. I was supervised by multiple faculty members. Not to mention, not only was I supervised, I was graded. Mm. And in dental school, anything less than a 90 is not good, mm. you know? And so my work had to be A-plus work every time I worked on a patient. Unfortunately, I see sometimes when people, some private practice people work on patients, I look at it like, what is happening mm. here? Mm. So don't discount You're tired. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which is why I just like, I, I know I'm 34 now. I'm stopping after 50 because I... I it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's one of those things where your, your acuity... Um, it mm -hmm. decreases over time. You become mm -hmm. jaded. And I always want to give my patients my best. Indeed, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, our special guest in health is here this morning, Dr. Paul Williams, young dentist. And, uh, of course, uh, he has a brand new perspective on taking care of the oval, oral cavity. Cavity? Oh, the oral cavity, ladies and gentlemen. And, indeed, uh, you know, information that we need to pay attention to. Uh, now, you know, let me just ask you a couple more questions before we put a wrap on on, uh, on this, uh, Dr. Williams. Um, now, when it comes to teeth replacement, because people lose their teeth, mm -hmm. and then we have to replace them. Uh, do you have any suggestions in terms of what is good, what is bad? We have heard all kinds of stuff um, about... Uh, the kind of fillings we use, we've heard about amalgams, how bad they are, uh, amalgams contain aluminum, uh, all that kind of stuff. Uh, tell us a little bit about some of the many myths we hear about uh, dental work. So uh, let's break it down first by fillings, mm -hmm. right? So yes, there are two main common types of fillings. There's the amalgam and there's the composite. So they're still using amalgams in this day and age? Still using amalgams, mainly due to the fact that um, amalgam is still quite strong, but in my opinion, sometimes it can be too strong. I'll have patients where they've had amalgam for 20 plus years. They come to me because part of their tooth broke and they think it's a filling, but no, because it's the amalgam that broke part of the tooth. 
So amalgam is an alloy, and so if you know anything about metal, they expand and they contract with thermal sensitivity. Mm. So heat causes it to expand, cold causes it to shrink. And your tooth structure is rigid. It does not expand or contract. Mm. So after decades of having amalgam filling, I tend to find out that uh, the tooth ends up cracking because of it. Mm-hmm. Um, this day and age, 99.9% .9 of the times I'm placing a composite filling uh, for the simple reason why it's aesthetic. But more importantly, the thing that I do like about it is if I do have to repair it, um, it doesn't require me having to drill out every little bit of it. Um, so simply speaking, if you have a very slight chip, a, a composite can bond to composite. It can attach onto mm. existing composite. For amalgam, even if you have a tiny chip, I have to take the whole thing out. Mm. And so like I mentioned, working on a tooth is like surgery. So if I can be minimally evasive, therefore your complications are less. If mm. it's amalgam, there's no such thing as minim being minimally evasive. You got to mm. take the whole thing out. Mm -hmm. And then each time we go back in, you're actually taking out a little bit more tooth structure because you have to get every bit of it. So what does mm -hmm. that mean? You, you go a little bit further. Mm -hmm. um, so I stick to composite because of it's giving me more benefit. But a lot of people also say composite isn't as strong as amalgam. Mm -hmm. Well, mm -hmm. because there's certain things called micro shrinkage. And so over time, composite can actually shrink and then you start to develop a little bacteria around the edges. But again, like I mentioned, mm -hmm. I can, if we start to develop cavity that area, mm -hmm. you just clean out the infected area and add right back to it. So on that note, uh, let me ask you a logical question. How often should people have dental checkups? Every six months, bare minimum. Every six months. Yeah. How often should you have cleanings? Same. Every six months? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, and tell me a little bit about cleaning. Uh, you know, how is it that people are cleaning their teeth every day and it gets so dirty that the dentist has to do it? So that's, that, that, that's my big question all the time. Uh, so to go back to the cleaning specifically, if you are a normal, healthy adult, it's every six months. But if you have certain ailments, if you have high blood pressure, diabetes, any kind of medical issues, if you have periodontal disease, you want to increase that. And remember how we talked about expecting mothers. Mm. I want that to be every three months because mm. then they get cleaning is cheap and simple and not invasive and it allows us to catch things easier, mm. right? Mm. So now, uh, remember how I talked about the training toothpaste with, mm -hmm. that leaves the blue HD. marks? Mm -hmm. Plaque HD. Mm -hmm. So the common problem that I see is that people are brushing wrong, mm -hmm. um, simply and truly. So if you paint a wall and you're you're moving your hand erratically back and forth all over the place you're not going to get nice even brush strokes you're not going to get paint everywhere you're going to have these spots when you see somebody paint a wall what do they do they go up in a line then go over go down in a line to make sure they catch what i see to seem to notice is when people brush their teeth it's like how they brush it in the movies you know they take the toothbrush and they brush and move all around mm -hmm. and just zigzag and that's completely wrong mm -hmm. um there's actually scientific methods for brushing your teeth and mm -hmm. what you want to do is you want to hold your toothbrush at a 45 degree angle towards the gum tissue and brush in a circular motion it's called a little bass sulcular method mm -hmm. and so what you basically do is you'll start on the top right hand side very small circular motions moving across to the top front of your teeth then you go to the back and then you brush along the back of the top teeth then you go to the bottom brush the front of the bottom teeth then you go to the back and then brush the back of the top teeth and when you're finished you brush your, your the top parts of the teeth, the crucial surfaces, mm -hmm. and you go back and brush your tongue. Because mm -hmm. that's another area that people miss all the time. Because mm -hmm. I really hate the term brushing your teeth. It really should be brushing your mouth, right? Mm -hmm. And so, so, so you, you brush your cheeks and your, the, 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 um, the, the top the, the, top the palate? palate? I mean, I, I do from time to time. There's certain mm. things that uh, they actually have nice little tools. Mm. There's something called like a tongue scraper, which is mm. like a little plastic instrument. They sometimes have it on the back of the toothbrushes. Mm. You know those little ribbed surfaces? Mm -hmm. That's what that's for.
So that allows you to just gently scrape those soft tissue areas. And, and you get rid of the bad, bad smell. Bad breath, exactly, mm -hmm. because bacteria builds up over your, on your tongue overnight. Mm -hmm. That little, when you see, if your tongue is not a vibrant pink, if it's mm -hmm. like white, green, yellow, that's bacteria. Mm -hmm. um, so it's a, it's very commonly missed. What I was saying is just it's mainly because people have been doing it wrong for so mm -hmm. long, and then not to mention flossing is just important. So Should people brush after each meal. If you can, That's brush and floss. That's the idea. So right? I want us to start using these terms in tandem. It's a tag team thing. It's not even just brushing after, it's mm -hmm. brushing and flossing. Mm -hmm. Because when you don't floss, you're missing 40% of your tooth surfaces. Mm -hmm. Right? So the way I try to... 40. 40%. Percent. Wow. Yes. Mm -hmm. um, best way I tried to kind of envision it, right? Imagine if you take a shower, right? You wash up your front, you wash up your back, you maybe shampoo your hair but you don't wash your armpits, mm -hmm. right? That sounds crazy. Mm -hmm. You would never take a shower and not wash your armpits. Mm -hmm. Therefore, you should never brush and not floss. Mm -hmm. Because don't listen to the commercials. Oh, Those so toothbrushes are not getting in between so, your teeth. So, so when, you, when you don't, when you don't um, floss, you're missing like the armpits. That's it. <laughs> the armpits that's of it. the teeth. You're missing the armpits of the teeth. And that's why your breath stinks. Right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah. And basically, you want to make sure you get there to keep it clean mm -hmm. because you watch these toothbrush commercials mm -hmm. and it, they make it seem like the little bristles are going to get all the way in between. Mm -hmm. and that's mm -hmm. a lot. Mm. Well, nothing's going to get in between unless, unlike floss and water picks, mm. things that if it's specifically targeted for interproximal cleaning. Because, mm -hmm. yes, not flossing is like not washing your armpits. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, quickly on a question of, uh, you know, what, how you, what, what kind of, um, what kind of tooth replacement methods are, or systems you suggest? To... So, this is where we run into situations when, of when we start to preference, lose teeth. Mm -hmm. right? So, mm -hmm. My preference is permanence and my preference is simplicity, right? Mm -hmm. Meaning that when I have a tooth missing, I want to replace it with something that is going, I'm going to treat it like a regular tooth. So there's three methods of tooth replacement in dentistry. There's your dentures, and that's either a complete denture or a removable partial denture. Mm -hmm. Then you have things like bridges. And mm -hmm. so the way bridge works is if you're missing one tooth or a couple teeth, but there's teeth on each side, mm -hmm. we can connect them with a permanent thing that looks like permanent teeth. So mm -hmm. when you smile, you don't have to take anything out, it's there permanently. Mm -hmm. And then you have the newer thing called implants. Mm -hmm. And so I, I tell my patients all the time when they ask me about tooth replacements, I tell them what I would do, right? Mm -hmm. And as it stands today in dentistry, if I lose a tooth, I'm replacing with an implant. Mm -hmm. For the simple reason why I am forgetful, and if I have a partial or denture, I might potentially lose it, which basically means I would have my tooth. Not to mention, since it sits on top of your gum tissue, you'll run into things like tissue irritation, you'll run into things where it doesn't fit well, um, if it's too loose, you everyone's always probably seen that video of the grandma brushing, um, blowing out her candles and her denture pops out, right? No, I've never seen that. you never seen it? It's a great video. I think she had like 100 candles on there. I think she was turning 100 or something. She really? blows and, and there goes the whole denture. Um, and then the bridge option. Mm -hmm. So the bridge option, because the teeth are connected, you got two teeth now working together to hold fake teeth. Mm -hmm. In addition to that, it saddles on top of the gum tissue like a saddle on a horseback. And if you do not clean under that bridge, you are you are asking for trouble. And so that's a lot of times what I see people do, they get bridges and they don't clean them properly. Whereas with an implant, you brush and floss an implant like you do regular teeth. So it's easier for you to clean and therefore easier for you to take care of and mm -hmm. keep it along, right? Indeed, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, our special guest in Health is here this morning, Dr. Paul Williams. Tell our audience how they can get in touch with you. I know it's coronavirus season. And in coronavirus season, I don't think um, we are trying to have a lot of contacts with uh, too many people. 
Uh, so earlier you told us about your online virtual uh, consultation uh, situation. Uh, tell, tell our audience a little bit more about that. Okay, well, I mean, I just want to emphasize that I do still see emergencies because unfortunately yeah, there's emergencies. not a, Yeah, so if you are in pain or if you have an infection or swelling, uh, make sure you contact me immediately, 646-961-3485. Because my goal is I want to make sure you're taken care of and do not end up in the emergency room where you could possibly become exposed. But for the simpler things where you just have a dental question, because I unfortunately hear a lot of dental offices are closed and didn't res uh, give any form of contact information. So paulwilliamsdds.com, P-A-U-L-W-I-L-L-I-A-M-S-D-D-S.com. And so I've set up a feature where it's two options. We could either just do a simple photo consultation where you send me uh, photos and you pose your question and I respond. I respond within 24 hours. Uh, so I can answer your question as to maybe you have a discoloration, maybe you just want to know how you can close your spacing. Simple things can easily be addressed mm -hmm. there. Now, let's say you just want to just uh, shoot the breeze and like come up with a treatment plan or have more questions based off of the show that we had today. I also offer video consultation. And so on that same website, you'll see the option to be able to um, schedule a video meeting where we could sit down, spend 30 minutes talking mm -hmm. things out. And one thing I try to tell patients, especially if you're fearful of the dentist, I'm one of those dentists where your first appointment with me could just be us talking. Mm -hmm. That's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you just need to hear and meet me directly and feel. I tell say going to uh, finding a dentist is like dating. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes you, <laughs> it is. It's true. It's true because it's a relationship. Yeah. It's an intimate yeah. relationship yeah. too. Like that analogy, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like dating, and so you know sometimes we gotta we gotta talk first before you know yeah, we okay. really take it to the next level. Yeah, there's a good mix. Yeah. yeah. So so maybe we might need to do a phone call first, and then we meet up in person. Yeah, but, okay. Um, mm. I, I never have qualms with patients just wanting to sit down and talk to me, because mm. um, like I said, we're the dietitian, we're the psychoanalyst, we're everything. Because mm. there's a lot that goes in towards mm. uh, maintaining uh, dental mm. care, um, and then even on my website I also. Since many people do not have access to their dentist and doing their regular cleanings, I started providing things that can help people take care of at home. So at the shop.paulwilliamsdds.com, mm -hmm. I started providing um, the uh, Paradex, which is an uh, antibacterial mouth rinse mm -hmm. that perio patients, mm -hmm. a lot of them depend on. Uh, and, so people can uh, check you for certain kinds of products, right? Correct, right. correct. And, because and that is available on the web website as well? Yes, mm -hmm. it's on my website. There, when mm -hmm. you go to the website, there's a shop section. Mm -hmm. And so for the people with the gum issues that aren't able to get these cleanings, because if you have periodontal disease, mm -hmm. these cleanings are vital for you. And as it stands now, no dentist is doing any cleanings till mm -hmm. May. Mm -hmm. And so what I'm trying to prevent is I don't want a situation where we're now May and June and I have to take a whole bunch of teeth all because people can get the cleanings they need. Mm -hmm. So uh, Paradex Chlorhexidine is an antibacterial mouth rinse that's usually available prescription mm -hmm. only. I provide it on my website so people can get what they need, as well as Perio Gel, which is a, um, it's basically a peroxide gel, so it really works, works well in certain areas that are sensitive and where you have inflammation. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to do everything that I can so that way people stay safe and healthy while being mm -hmm. at home. Mm -hmm. um, and also I'm trying to decrease the fallout that we may potentially have once this is all over. Because the other mm -hmm. thing too is as only one person, 
now once things start to get back i can only see so many patients yes. per day and, be and so rush. that's the, that's the thing i'm concerned about is now when patients are need are trying to get those appointments then they're going to unfortunately hear like oh we're booked mm -hmm. out for months mm -hmm. so prevention prevention is the key mm -hmm. get the things and do the things you need to do so you don't end up in that situation indeed dr williams big thank you thanks for taking the time out thank thanks for being with us and uh, you've shared a lot of information with us and I'm pretty sure we're going to be doing it again. Yes, and, and but before I go, I just mm -hmm. wanted to, um, unfortunately, I lost my granduncle this past Thursday, Audley Williams. And I just wanted to say a little something about that. I really want people to take this coronavirus situation seriously. Uh, and um, that was as a result of coronavirus? So unfortunately, he had congestive heart failure. Mm -hmm. it made him more susceptible to infections. And he, he died as a result of pneumonia and the fact that the hospital needed the respirator. Because mm -hmm. there's only so many respirators in the mm -hmm. country. Um, so he, right now, what the doctors are doing, they're prioritizing. They're prioritizing the young and healthy mm -hmm. over the, the older and ill. Um, and so I lost him this past Thursday, and I just wanted to kind of dedicate this time yeah. to Yeah, my condolences to you, my brother. I didn't even realize you have you're grieving as you're sitting here. Um, but, um, you know, uh, thanks for, for being the soldier that you are. Thank you. Yeah, indeed. And, um, you know, to the rest of your family as well. We Thank extend, you so much. Uh, our sympathies. I appreciate time. it. Come on, blessed man. Mm. Dr. Paul Williams, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. <laughs>